the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. I'm prepared to say that I have a record of over 40 years and that I'm going to beat Joe Biden. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Welcome to tonight's Andrea K. Show. Glad to have you guys here with me. It's Monday. Monday Motivation. Oh, my. Yeah, Monday Motivation is let's get President Trump reelected because let me tell you, uh, how many times How many times can you say that this is the most important election in our lifetime? And, and uh, it's it's so redundant, but yet so absolutely true. Glad to have you guys with me tonight. 888-344-1170. If there's anything on your mind, I'm curious as to what you guys are thinking. I know I could put it out there, uh, you know... Which which of the ladies that you want? We can talk. We can talk about anything you want to talk about when it's related to this Supreme Court vacancy. In fact, I've got a, a favor to ask of you guys in a little bit. I've got a, a little to do list item for you guys and related to the Supreme Court vacancy. Um, but I, I, I anything you want to chime in on eight 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 three four four eleven seventy. If you want to chime in about the Supreme Court vacancy, there's also other breaking news that's happening. Um, how about this is breaking news? We don't have any breaking news from from Bill Barr and Durham in terms of indicting the people that launched a coup attempt against the president of the United States. You could even chime in on that. Follow me on Twitter at Andrea K. Show. We are streaming live on Facebook right now at The Answer San Diego. Um, I'm also streaming at our little private shh, little private group called Kaniacs, K-A-Y-E-N-I-A-C-S. And uh, joining me uh, tonight after the first break is, why, you know, why not talk about Planned Parenthood and the reality of what Planned Parenthood was doing, selling baby parts? Why not talk about that? If everybody's talking about RBG today, we got a shrine being uh, erected at the, at the Supreme Court steps for Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Let's talk about what RBG was all about. We got David Delighton from the, the filmmaker who exposed what Planned Parenthood was all about. There's actually a lawsuit involving Planned Parenthood right now. So we've got David Delighton who's going to be here as well as other topics to get into. And the man who keeps it rolling every night with me is here with me, as he always is. And it's DJ Potato Skins. We have a gentleman. I view it this way. Anything that potentially can help, and that certainly can potentially help, is a good thing. DJ Potato Skins. Definitely helps to fill the seat. Hashtag fill the seat. Just do it. Don't, I, I don't really care who it is as long as it's a constitutional conservative. Make it happen. Yeah. You know, um, I could sit here. I've got laundry list after laundry list of examples in, you know, historical times of when uh, we had Supreme Court justices nominated and seats filled 
in our history during an election year. But, uh, you know, I don't I don't know. Should we have to go there? We know that this is the right of the president of the United States. And I will tell you that I don't care what happened in 2016 with Merrick Garland. I don't care whether or not it's considered hypocritical. This is 2020. Well, it's 2020. And let me tell you, whatever happened in 2016, whatever promises were made in 2016, did we know, did Lindsey Graham, did Grassley, did, did anybody know at that point that a coup attempt was being laid out in advance of President Trump even being elected. I don't want to be lectured by anybody about hypocrisy, about playing fair, by anybody connected to the Democrat Party that has literally was set up, was in the process at that point already illegally spying on the President of the United States at that time candidate. We At the point in which this whole Merrick Garland thing was going down, I believe we already had Crossfire Hurricane in effect. We already had a Democrat sitting president of the United States launching an illegal surveillance spying campaign against the opposition party, was already in the process of covering up the crimes of the Secretary of State who committed I don't know how many felonies in the course of uh, covering up for Benghazi, in the course of her pay-for-play scheme. Then, in the summer of 2016, they were setting up a coup attempt, and they went on into 2017 and beyond to literally remove a free and fairly elected president of the United States. So I don't care about any hypocrisy on the part of the Republicans in 2016. I will tell you that they at least they had an argument that they were elected in 2016, 14, the Republican Party was specifically given control of both houses of Congress in the midterms in 2014. We did have a Republican-controlled Senate with a Democrat president of the United States, which which was a signal to the White House that they wanted checks and balances on Barack Obama. But I don't care about hypocrisy. And on top of that, I agree with Lindsey Graham because Lindsey Graham, they were using video of him. Over the weekend to say, well, look at what he said. He said, mark something like mark my words. You know, if we do this in 2016, I'm not going to do this again in 2020, something like that. Here's what he wrote a letter today. And he said it was a letter to Senate Judiciary Democrats from Chairman Lindsey Graham. And I quote, after the treatment of Justice Kavanaugh, I now have a different view of the judicial confirmation process. Compare the treatment of Robert Bork. Clarence Thomas, Samuel Alito, and Brett Kavanaugh to that of Ruth Bader Ginsburg, Sonia Sotomayor, and Elena Kagan. And it's clear that there already is one set of rules for a Republican president and one set of rules for a Democrat president. I therefore think it is important that we uh, proceed expeditiously to process any nomination made. Absolutely. You have no, when you and your party literally through false accusations of gang rape against a male nomination for the Supreme Court to the point where the lies and the smears and the defamation of him cost him. He's not to this day. He still is not able to do what he loved to do, which was coach young girls in basketball. He lost a professorship job at Harvard. There were threats to remove his children from his home. Don't you dare, Democrats, try to lecture the Republican Party on anything that should happen with nominations. So you know what, Republican Party, get your act together. And I and, and I said it before Matt Gates did today, tonight, that as for Lisa Murkowski, as for Susan Collins, they need to be told, look, you have a job to do. Your job in the Senate, the president has the right and the obligation to nominate a Supreme Court justice. You have the obligation to advise and consent. And you have a job. 
that you were elected to do as Republicans, and you were supposed to do it at times, even when it's not convenient or easy. And you should not. I, I tweeted out to Ronna McDaniel, the head of the RNC, that there should be no Republican who gets another dime from the Republican Party, gets another vote from the Republican Party, gets a position on committee or any access at all, any power. In fact, they should be told you will be primaried. You're done with the Republican Party if you do not support this president right now. I was a little disappointed to hear President Trump say today that he would rather the person get confirmed prior to Election Day. No, President Trump, I think he should. I get that he was by by saying I would rather, you know, he's kind of walking a line there and he's kind of staying above it. And he's not looking like he's trying to be authoritarian and push anything through to any of the independent voters out there. But let me tell you, the idea that President Trump could do what other presidents have done in the past and get somebody pushed through and confirmed on the court between if he doesn't win re-election or even if he does between Election Day and Inauguration Day is is crazy. You cannot know what's going on in D.C. and think that if this person does not get confirmed prior to Election Day, that seat is gone to the Democrats for a variety of different ways. We have court after court after court across this country right now granting the different states run by Democrat governors to be able to not just count mail-in ballots, but do it past the point of Election Day. On top of it, the Senate race in Arizona is a special election. That person will be immediately sworn into office. And if it goes Democrat, that's another vote that we've lost. Then you peel off Murkowski and Collins and maybe Mitt Romney and the seat is gone. This person must be nominated and confirmed. And I think it should be Amy Coney Barrett. And not just because she's a New Orleans girl and went to Dominican with half of my sorority, but because of who she is as a conservative and a jurist. And on top of it, she already went through the hearing process in 2017. Why would they even need hearings? I don't have time to get into all the history of everything that's gone down with Supreme Court justices. But do you know that we that the hearings we're actually uh, uh, something fairly new in our history as a country. It's not necessary. So I think they need to nominate Amy Coney Barrett. I don't know why Trump is waiting till Saturday, probably to wait and see if he's going to get the votes and see what's going on. There's probably a lot of machinations going on behind the scenes. But let me tell you, they are threatening impeachment. They're already threatening impeachment of my president. Of, of, of For him exercising his right. As a president, we have threats of violence going on. They're threatening to turn D.C. and Puerto Rico into states, which will give them permanent voting blocks, which, by the way, they were already threatening to do that. And they will, and threats of impeachment continue to exist just because of Trump's existence. So the Republican Party, you need to get your act together. And I, regardless of who it is and regardless of whether or not it's five minutes before Election Day, that person needs to be nominated and a vote needs to take place immediately with or without hearings. And, and get this person confirmed. When we take a break, we're going to come back. And we're going to bring in David Delighton. Who remembers David Delighton? Remember the young, bold filmmaker who caught Planned Parenthood on tape talking about selling off baby parts? I think it's... We're going to talk to David Delighton when we get back. There's a new lawsuit surrounding them. And I also think at this time in which even conservatives are talking about the wonderful legacy that is RBG, let's talk about the real legacy of RBG and what she supported. An organization that sold off baby parts. Crude, isn't it? But it's also true. Stay tuned. We're Andrea K. Show coming up. 
follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea K Show. And follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K. Spelled K-A-Y-E. A-K, dynamite and address, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, don't call her fake news. It's the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. Oh my gosh, uh, the outpouring on behalf of the public and so many people for RBG turning into some kind of icon. Um, you know, I, I, prayers for our family and friends. But when you look at her legacy, um, her legacy, at least in terms of public interest and why she's an icon to so many women, it's because of her support for Planned Parenthood, which, which if you understand what Planned Parenthood has been about, it's quite ghoulish. A hat tip to uh, Collins uh, in uh, Georgia, who tweeted out his condolences to the 30 million babies. His uh, uh, rest in peace, he tweeted on Friday after it was announced that she passed away. Rest in peace to the 30 million babies that had been killed that she defended uh, during her tenure on the Supreme Court. Uh, so why don't we be honest tonight? If we're going to continue to talk about RBG and her legacy, let's delve a little bit back. Let's go wind back to uh, the videos that came out that were shocking videos about what Planned Parenthood, what was going on at Planned Parenthood, the lies that have been told to the American people. Joining me now to discuss this is David DeLayden from the filmmaker from the Senate Center for Medical Progress. And he was the one who uh, was is responsible. God bless him for the 2015 undercover video series that exposed what was going on at Planned Parenthood. And there's actually breaking news regarding him and his organization. And he joins me now. Hello, David Delighton. Welcome to the Andrea K. Show. Hey, great to be with you. So let's take everybody back because it's been a, it's been a while now. It's been a few years since your um, breathtaking videos came to light. And I want to remind everybody what how, what you exposed in the videos. And then we can talk about some key things that have happened since then. Sure. So your listeners might remember in the summer of 2015 when uh, my organization, the Center for Medical Progress at centerformedicalprogress.org, began releasing a series of undercover videos that caught Planned Parenthood's top-level leadership, the top abortion doctors for the entire nationwide organization, callously discussing over wine and salad at at posh Los Angeles uh, public restaurants and other places, discussing the harvesting and sale of body parts from from the late-term abortions that they do at Planned Parenthood's taxpayer-funded abortion clinics. This is something that most Americans had no idea was going on. It's an issue that's been received that had up until 2015 received very little coverage from any major advocacy organizations or or journalism organizations. But we released a series of uh, almost a dozen undercover videos showing Planned Parenthood's top level leadership discussing how the organization from its highest levels on down was involved with uh, was involved with harvesting and trafficking the body parts of aborted children involved in explicitly uh, quid pro quo kind of business dealings uh, where they sold body parts for money, um, were willing to change the way that they treated their patients and use even illegal abortion methods like the partial birth abortion method in order to get higher quality body parts harvested from infants aborted alive. Um, so this was uh, very shocking and serious information that was recorded in Planned Parenthood 
leadership's own words captured on undercover video for all the world and all of history to see. And we, be, we began releasing that in 2015. It prompted major nationwide congressional investigations, uh, launched an ongoing Department of Justice investigation. Local Southern California law enforcement shut down two of Planned Parenthood's business partners who admitted in a $7.8 million settlement that they had illegally sold body parts from the local Planned Parenthood in Orange County, California. Um, so there's been a lot that has happened since 2015, a lot that we are still uh, waiting to see what will happen and a lot of uh, retaliation from Planned Parenthood because they are not happy that this kind of information has been released to the public. Absolutely. Well, first they tried to deny it, right? They tried to tell us we didn't hear what we heard, like when they were ne- negotiating yep. per specimen yep. amounts and talking about, uh, well, let's let's turn that baby, let's make sure we turn that baby breech because that gives us the best success of getting, and, I, and I, let's be graphic here because, we, you know, these yeah. are, these children deserve us to know exactly, and they, they don't want anybody to know the reality of what actually happens in abortion as well as what they've done to preserve and to pick through body parts turn a baby breech because it gives them the best chance of getting an intact cranium ahead from a baby that they could sell. They tried to act as though we didn't actually hear that. And speaking of retaliation, was it, was it, am I, am I imagining that Kamala Harris retaliated against you and not Planned Parenthood after the release of these videos? You, you are not imagining it at all. So at the, at the exact same time that uh, local Southern California law enforcement was investigating Planned Parenthood and their business partners based on my undercover reporting, at the exact same time, Kamala Harris was the attorney general of the state of California at the time, and she was meeting in secret with top Planned Parenthood executives in the state of California, plotting with them about how to silence me and how to discredit me and try and stop the spread of the undercover videos about Planned Parenthood. So undercover videos routinely practiced in the state of California. I'm not the first person to ever do undercover video reporting in California. But somehow under Kamala Harris's tenure, I became the first person ever to be criminally charged under the California video recording law. State and local uh, local uh, TV news journalists are doing undercover video on a daily and weekly basis in California. Mm-hmm. They never have their homes raided. They never have their videos seized. They're not punished for publishing it. And yet somehow those are the things that happened to me at the behest of Planned Parenthood while Kamala Harris was in office. Um, so that's a, that's a, something anyone who's concerned about free speech in our country should be really concerned about Kamala Harris um, being uh, being someone who is, you know, who's considered to be like a, a mainstream or a respectable leader mm-hmm. um, in our country. Um, and there's a there's a lot that we have to share about her. Definitely. Um, and Planned Parenthood, for their part, was able to trigger that kind of vicious response from their their political allies in California and elsewhere because they lied. They lied about me. They lied about my work. They lied about my colleagues and they lied about what the videos show. Mm-hmm. And now for the first time, you know, they're always they, they were always so careful in public. They would say things very vague the sort of innuendo, they would say, oh, the videos are heavily edited. What does that mean, right? Like there were too many layers of subtitles that were on the video, <laughs> like for clarity, so you could understand what was being said, like the subtitles were too heavy. What do you mean heavily edited? But they finally, for the first time about a year ago, they actually came out and said explicitly to the public, they accused me in a press statement of manufacturing a fake when I released the videos. Now, these are, you know, the video camera doesn't lie. This is undercover footage of Planned Parenthood's own leadership in their own words, 
and some of Planned Parenthood's retaliatory lawsuits. We've already put their people under oath where they have sworn in under oath. And you can watch some of these videos online where they swear under oath that they said exactly what they're shown as saying in the undercover tapes. Planned Parenthood even previously submitted a stipulation to the court saying that they agree that the videos show their own people speaking their own words. And yet they have the temerity to send out a press release to news media accusing me of manufacturing and faking the videos. So for that reason, we're now suing them for defamation in New York City federal court. Well, that's fantastic. And I believe you're being represented by a friend of our show, uh, Harmeet Dillon, who is just what a champion. Yep. Talk about a yep. champion for freedom of speech, yeah. a champion for liberty. Yeah. And and in the course of this, also a champion for children, because this is the same Kamala Harris running on the Harris-Biden ticket, you know, going around accusing President Trump of killing 200,000 Americans with COVID. Meanwhile, you know, she went after you to try to stop you from exposing the slaughter, the whole, the infanticide happening at the hands of, of Planned Parenthood. Uh, why New York? Tell me about this lawsuit that uh, Harmeet has filed on behalf of you um, in New York and, and what the goal is with this. Definitely. So, um, so the the goal is to is to seek justice mm-hmm. for Planned Parenthood's uh, now explicit lies about my work, about the truth of the videos, to hold Planned Parenthood accountable to the truth that they've otherwise admitted. But they've but they've uh, they've also for for years now, Planned Parenthood has very studiously tried to avoid having the truth or falsity of the undercover videos addressed forensically in a court of law. They've sort of avoided that the way that a vampire avoids a crucifix. Um, <laughs> well, now, because they have, they've, they've explicitly, publicly uh, smeared me, smeared my organization, defamed my work, and accused me of being a citizen reporter who fabricates and fakes undercover video, who manufactures and fakes undercover video, um, which is completely outrageous, and their own, you know, their their own leadership has already admitted under oath that that that's not the case. That the videos accurately capture their own statements. So we're holding Planned Parenthood accountable for that now. Good. Um, New York City Federal Court is the proper place to do it because this was a press statement issued by their uh, vice president of communications from their national headquarters in uh, in New York City. So we're suing the Planned Parenthood Federation of America, the national brand, um, right at their headquarters in New York City. So we look forward to seeing them in court. Well, I just, uh, you know, to me, the timing is also perfect because we, as we go into an election, the American people need to be reminded, it's particularly conservatives. Uh, you know, right, right now, everybody uh, uh, was, I mean, what one of the things that there were so many reasons why conservatives and Christians flocked to President Trump in 2016. One was Supreme Court justices. One was his defense of our religious liberties and another was that he he pledged to defund Planned Parenthood he is the most pro-life president in my lifetime and I think probably in America's history and so to me this lawsuit is coming at the right time to remind Christians and conservatives why we need to we need to push through a Supreme Court justice like Amy Coney Barrett immediately and get get her nominated and confirmed and why we need to remind the American people of the the infanticide going on that continues to go on at Planned Parenthood and what they've done in in, in uh, selling baby parts and um, and the truth needs to come out. Tell everybody where they can get information, support you, see the videos, etc. 
Definitely. If you go to our website at centerformedicalprogress.org or cmp.org, you can find out all about the different legal cases there. You can watch the original undercover videos of Planned Parenthood's leadership selling body parts. You can also watch our new Under Oath video series showing the actual videotaped depositions of Planned Parenthood leadership admitting under oath to selling body parts using partial birth abortions, even describing cases of infanticide in their clinics. Uh, too much information has come out at this point for Planned Parenthood and their allies to continue to cover it up, to continue to pretend like they're not killing children and selling their body parts, to continue to pretend like they're not hurting people and they're not doing all of it off of the largesse of the American taxpayer. And so um, it's, it's, there's a, it's, it's time for a reckoning for yes. Planned Parenthood, for justice under the law, for their crimes against women and children. Absolutely. Um, and uh, and that's, that's all starting to come together now. So it's, a, it's an important time, and I'm glad that your listeners are paying attention to it. Well, I thank you so much for your work on behalf of children and humanity, and God bless you and Harmeet Dillon. And we'll have you back as, as this case moves forward, and I thank you so much. Great. Talk to you soon. All righty. We're going to take a break. We come back. we got more on the other side. 888-344-1170. Want more Andrea K? Follow her on Twitter at Andrea K Show. And like her Facebook fan page at Andrea K. Spelled K-A-Y-E. Andrea K. Bringing the world a much-needed reality check. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Adrian K show. <laughs> That's like some sixties disco. That's like something that would have been playing on like what was that TV show with uh, Goldie Hawn and Here Come the Judge. Here Come the Judge. I barely I thought remember. it was a bit funky. Um it is. It's like funkadelic, man. Yeah. Maniac's getting a special treat right now. Yeah, I can, I can, like, in my mind's eye right now, I can see Mama, my Aunt Joyce, and like, go-go boots. <laughs> and the, although my Aunt Joyce used to like uh, Lawrence Welk. Um, anyway, listen, um, we need to send a message clearly to the White House, okay, because I didn't, I didn't like, I don't, I hate to criticize my man Trump. Y'all know how much I support him, but I just, I didn't like the messaging today. I'd rather the nomination happen before Election Day, but if not... No, see, President Trump is has such a good heart. He's he's so loyal that he he I think to he, a fault to a fault, and I think that he hasn't. I don't. I think he constantly underestimates the hate against him and the deep state and that exists in both parties. And he he puts too much trust in the Republicans that there that window between election day and inauguration is still his to get his agenda through and he can't trust them. But I could be wrong. So here's I, I've got a favor to ask you guys. I want you guys to take two minutes to go fill out a mini survey that we've got uh, at the answer. Uh, San Diego. It's just four little questions. Um, what do you should the Supreme Court vacancy be, be filled now or later? It's a four question Supreme Court vacancy mini survey. Uh, we're going to share the results with the White House. And just so y'all know, Salem Media, I may be just the Andrea K show six to seven, but we have 350 stations. Salem Media does have an important voice. We are a media outlet that the White House pays attention to, in addition to One America News and Fox News and all the rest. So go to TheAnswerSanDiego.com. Join our VIP club and take the quiz. I know some friends of mine on Facebook have already done this. Um, Most people are saying... 
actually it's kind of split in terms of the responses. A lot of people are saying before the election, but a lot of people are saying, you know, it's kind of as long as they get it done. I can't remember how the question is asked. Um, Most people are saying by the election, but some people have said no, that he shouldn't do it at all. Um, And some people, it seems as though they're they're okay if it happens between the election and the inauguration. I was even surprised on Twitter with, you know, being a a leftist playground. I saw it was a split decision there as well. People pretty uh, torn on the issue. Well, uh, you know, I think for most of us. In fact, I'm going to go right now. Actually, after the first break, I'm going to go and read some of the responses and tell you guys what some people are saying. By and large, our conservatives want the, the Trump to nominate somebody and they want to get it confirmed. I think those of us that might be not sure if it's going to happen by Election Day, just not sure that we, they can get it done in time. But I think John Roberts was done in 22 days. Yeah, it wasn't long. You, they don't need to be dragging this out. They, we, the Republicans allowed Brett Kavanaugh to be dragged out into 80 days by allowing some unnamed accuser of rape go to Diane Feinstein and hold the country hostage for 80 days. She supposedly couldn't fly here because she was scared to fly. Then come to find out she had been flown here and was shacked up somewhere at some attorney's office, uh, prepping her testimony while they found other women to come out of the woodwork to make false accusations against him. The Republican Party he does not have to go along with that crap. I was just kidding. whoever's the nominee is they can't allow that to happen again. No, they can't. It does not take. There's plenty of time, even if Trump's not going to nominate. Give us a name between now and Saturday, and I think that he should take his time. Um, some interesting points, though, um, in terms of Biden. I remember on Friday's show, our friend Don Jans called in, and he's and he he talked about Biden's list versus Trump's. And yep. I said I think Trump should just ignore Biden and talk about why it's his job to do this. Biden is a moot point. He he's a moot point. Um, however, it is interesting that, uh, when Trump did ask Biden to produce a list, Biden, Biden kept silent about it. And one of the reasons why Biden's been quiet about it was because he didn't want to come up with a list. So I, we might be wrong because Don Jans might be right because it's got really interesting. Biden was trying to avoid it. So then Trump's like, where's Biden's list? I produced a list back when I was running for office in 2015, and I've honored who I've put forth. I said I was going to put forth conservatives, and I have. Where's Biden's list? You know what Biden's excuse was? For I didn't hear the excuse. His excuse was is that he he was concerned that any women, he's already said that he wanted it to be not just a woman, but a black woman. Right. So, so clearly, if you're a man or you're a woman, but your skin color is only uh, you know, and I, I don't even know what level of black because Kamala Harris isn't exactly what many people would consider black. But he said he's going to put a black woman up there for SCOTUS. He's concerned that she would just be attacked and you know, just out of protection for any of the women that he would nominate. Well, at whatever point you nominate them, first of all, that's so condescending to any woman that anybody out there. Um, who would be nominated for the Supreme Court would not be able to handle attacks. Anybody that would be nominated for the Supreme Court has already been under attack because that's what Kavanaugh went through. I mean, my God, exactly. So it's okay. We know it's okay for Republicans, uh, to be attacked if their name is on a list. Look at the way Amy Coney Barrett was attacked when she already went through the nomination process for the circuit uh, judgeship that she got. So, you know, the hypocrisy in terms of the way nominees is the way women are treated. Uh, by the Democrat Party, just he he just really brought that into the spotlight. Um, but it's it was so I found it to be incredibly condescending and patronizing to women. Second of all, there's no you know uh, the 
uh, AOC came out and said that she didn't want Biden to produce a list because it would divide the party. Well, what does that tell you right there? Because they're the, it's not the Republican that has uh, the party that's in such disarray and has such infighting. See, AOC wants somebody farther to the left. It wants somebody so far left and makes RBG look like Sarah Palin, right? But she knows the moderates and the independents don't want to see that. They got they've got to continue to hide who they really are as a party. And they know that the far left wing of this party is in complete control and Biden is nothing but a puppet who's out there, you know, to, to fill a place. In fact, did you see the video skins of him saying that 200 million people have died from COVID? I did see that. I I I literally had to had to watch it twice to just go what am I watching? He's like, by the end of this speech, 200 million people will have died from COVID. I, I, I think the point he was trying to make is uh, as a result of COVID being spread around the community, people's lungs and hearts or whatever are going to be damaged and compromised from it. And at the end, at some point down the road, I guess, 200 million people will die from it. But that, you know... I got the point. Bad analogy. But or even the point doesn't make sense, because under that logic, that's, you know, yeah, we're all going to die eventually from having our immune systems compromised and catching some, you know, um, you know, COVID actually of the 200,000 deaths. We know that they all had comorbidities. In fact, like it started in Italy where they weren't even testing people because it was like. Um, they all had the flu and diabetes and this and that. So you know what? They were already pretty much shoved uh, about to go over before they got the COVID. So his own point is made mute by the fact that just as human beings, medically, physiologically, you know, usually in the average age of somebody passing away from COVID is 75. It's because really they've already, you know, they've years down the road and their bodies have gotten weakened over time. Because of how many years they are down the road. Um, I think that it shows that Biden is just, you know, really struggling. The the first debate is next week on the 29th. We're going to be giving live coverage if it happens. The, first, the the debate is next week on the 29th. DJ oh, I can't wait. Well, we'll see if it's still going to happen. because when Oh, he, I, I've been saying that. I think it's going to get canceled last minute. Well, yeah, because when he's up there and he's talking about crazy stuff, like 200 million people dying. He looks foolish. Well, he looks, yeah, he looks absolutely crazy. They, are they going to let this debate happen? Well, our plan is, just so you guys know, is that we are going to play the debate. And then it, uh, Brother Ed Martin and I are going to give some analysis afterwards. So that will be on the 29th. There remains to be seen. Well, I hope so, because you guys are going to tear it up. It'll be juicy. It's going to be so fun. And we're going to be tearing up not just Biden, but I guarantee you that hack Chris Wallace from Fox News is going to give Ed and I much material uh, to shred. We're going to take a break. Um, we come back. We've got more to talk about. There's actually uh, some interesting... Uh, the DOJ, Bill Barr actually made an interesting move today. Um, and um, and then also another move that... A, a little Fauci, anti-Fauci story to tell you guys about. Somebody from within his organization had to retire, and we will tell you why. Sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea K Show and follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K spelled K A Y E. News, politics, and current events. It's the Andrea K Show on the Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. 888-344-1170. Do not forget to go and take our quiz, our little survey at theanswersandiego.com. 
join our VIP club and take our quiz there. It's actually a little mini survey and it's questions about should the Supreme Court vacancy be filled now or later. There are some that are actually conservatives who are thinking that maybe it should be later because they're concerned about uh, the wrath of the Democrat Party and what might happen if we lose the Senate and lose the, and lose the House. But let me tell you, what you always need to ask yourself is what would the Democrats be doing right now? They'd be pushing it through, right? And you can't play it safe. You, you, right. you know, we have a chance to actually filling a seat and bringing balance back to the Supreme Court and you're just going to let that Go? No, it's the president's responsibility and he's taking action on it. Right. Do your jobs. I've always said, I've been saying for years, the Republican Party would never have to worry about re-election if they fulfilled the jobs for which they were elected. You're telling the people one thing on the campaign trail and then turning around and doing something different? Trump was elected in 2016, I think 70-something percent of the exit surveys on election night said that the Supreme Court was one of the reasons why they wanted President Trump. It's why he put out his list in 2015, because he knew that it was important to the voters. And, you know, and in doing so, it helped him get elected. This is your job. This is flat out your job to do it. And even if you lose re-election, Susan Collins, then, you know, too bad. If you lose, uh, you know, re-election, Lisa Murkowski, too bad. Maybe you should have cared more about, uh, can uh, you know, uh, um, your position and do it. I, I don't even care. I don't know what's going on in those. Too districts. many Republican sellouts. Yeah, too many Republican sellouts. If you had done your jobs and replaced uh, uh, Obamacare, repealed or gotten rid of Obamacare, if you had sealed the borders, if you had done everything that you were supposed to do, uh, you know, uh, gotten rid of DACA and just you know all the things that, that the Republican Party pledged to do, you wouldn't have to worry about reelection because if you understand. Whether your whatever your district looks like or not, President Trump won in 2016 by attracting Democrats, independents, and conservatives, including uh, you know far right Christians, because it was all about the economy and doing what was right for this country. It was everything that we cared about after 9/11. Remember that? And let me tell you, Roe v. Wade from from the early 70s that was done at a time in which we did not have the we did not have the technology. There were many conservatives that have come around now and want to get rid of Roe v. Wade, which was crap law in the first place. And by, because if Roe v. Wade was such good law, if it was such good jurisprudence, if there was anything even remotely related to the right to kill your child in your womb in the Constitution, why would you be so worried right now about RBG being replaced? You know it's crap law. You know that that's what the left does. They think, what do, how do we want to get what we want here? And how can we pretend that it's in the Constitution and use all kinds of legal, legal language to get what we want out of it? We know that the American people, when they heard those videos and saw those videos of Planned Parenthood and selling off baby parts and what was going on, the American people were shocked and outraged. And, and shame on, uh, shame on the Republican Party. Where, where has been the, the, you know, a couple of the Planned Parenthood locations in Orange County? were taken down, but this should have happened across the country. And it hasn't, DJ Potato Skins. Yeah, it it, 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 it just baffles me. And But again, that's why we got to keep putting the, the, the word out there. And the that's more right. of the American people that find out about it, the more they're going to stand up and realize how disgusting it is. Absolutely. So go to um, The Answer San Diego, join our VIP club and take our survey, a mini survey. It's only four questions about should the Supreme Court vacancy be filled now or later. And I think and what we were talking about last week, too, uh, I think Don Jans touched on it. You know, Trump makes the nomination. Then if the Democrats hold it up that's on them and that even makes trump look better 
Well, except that at this point, we have the majority in the Senate, and there's absolutely it, it really will be on the Republicans. Yeah, I get that. Not yeah. on the not on the Democrats. And, you know, and it, and I have to wonder, since I don't trust the Republican Party, I don't trust him. Raquel, I don't admit Romney has not said a word. Oh, he came out today. They asked him what his thoughts are. I can't give you my comments uh-huh. yet. I have to uh, get with my advisors. I'll get back to you. Yeah. Uh, get with your advisors. You know, your advisors were the founders. Right. Read right. the U.S. Constitution. That's what this party is supposed to be about. I, you know, for the life of me, I can't understand how anybody, it must be because he's got, he, he's, he, it must be all the 900 million relatives in Utah because I can't imagine why anybody would vote for. You should be able to shame. have an answer to that question on the spot. There's no, nothing you need to think about. And, and the answer is yes. President, a, a president of the United States has the right. This man was elected for it. He's got the right under the Constitution, and it's our job. Yeah, the whole weekend I was thinking, you know what? Who's in office? It's our job. Yep, his responsibility. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Okay, so the DOJ, Bill Barr, has identified New York, uh, Portland, and Seattle as local governments that are permitting anarchy, violence, and destruction in American cities. And by, by naming them as anarchist jurisdictions, he is saying that he is, um, going to remove, uh, federal funding. We don't know how much he's going to remove from them, but, you know, um, why would the Department of Justice, if, if the Federal Department of Justice is sending money to a jurisdiction and they don't have any rule of law happening and there's anarchy and people being murdered and businesses destroyed and buildings being, uh, you know, taken down and police and law enforcement um, being attacked, then it, it, it only makes sense. My question is, what took you so long? Portland's been burning now for over 100 days and Barr has finally decided to do this. I, You know, I've said from the beginning that uh, A.G. Barr, um, is, he's too slow. He's too slow in the uptake. We're 40-something days away, and there's no excuse Should have for already that. been done. That This should have already been done with the DOJ. We, there should have already been uh, more investigations into George Soros and Antifa. And the, the, Ooh, you the said funding. George Soros. That's yeah. a bad word. Don't I, say that. <laughs> I said the yes word. Uh, they should have been following the money and applying RICO statutes. And uh, certainly at this point, there should be more indictments should have happened. The, it, there is no excuse for why it has been ones. at this point. For the big ones. Comey, Brennan. I, I don't care if you just wanted to indict them for one thing. What that would have done to to reestablish that everyone is equal under the law, that the rule of law applies to everyone, that as Hillary Clinton said in 2016... You know, no business too big to fail and no person too big to jail. We must have equal justice under the law. And we cannot have that when we have high ranking elected officials or deep state unelected bureaucrats deciding to seize control and run roughshod, breaking the law all over the place, lying to courts, illegally spying also that they can control our elections with this no is, consequences, with no consequences, no consequences. And I certainly don't. And that brings me back to the SCOTUS things. How dare anybody lecture the, the Republican Party or yammer or complain or whine about fairness? Remember, uh, when when you're the Democrat Party has been successfully so far able to get away with it. They, they weren't successful in their coup attempt. Uh, they haven't removed Trump from office, but so far they've gotten away with the effort. In fact, they've been rewarded for it because they've gotten gigs on CNN. They're written books. Making all kinds of cash off of it. We're going to be back tomorrow night, 6 p.m. Pacific time. Peace out. Love you all. Love